Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Matrix 4, or uh, Revolutions, no, Resurrections. Resurrections, thank you, Resurrections. <laughs> I don't know, man, they, got, they all have ours. Uh, and Hawkeye uh, uh, season finale. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get this thing going. Hey, everyone, it's, this is Dylan. It's Matt. Oh, and I'm Michael. Uh, yeah, we got Matt back. Welcome, Matt. Hello. Welcome, Matt from Welcome my back. store. Uh, you know, Matt needs no introduction. He's been on plenty of times. Uh, you know, come come down and clear, like say say hey to your boy, uh, yeah. Matt. Uh, but yes, so we're, today we're going to be talking about Hawkeye episode six, uh, and we're going to be talking about the Matrix uh, Resurrections. Uh, spoilers go. for both of those titles. Uh, so if you care about spoilers for either of them, um, I mean, Hawkeye is a week old at this point. So, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Um, yeah. And Matrix, if, if you cared, you'd see, you've seen it already. You can't spoil Matrix. I mean, no, you really can't. There's not much to spoil. Um, but anyway, um, before we go any further in this thing, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle of the week. <laughs> 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 you were supposed to say the, and Matt was supposed to say week. Uh, it's just like that. we talked about. And you said pickle love. Uh, yeah, and you would say the, and Matt just says week. <laughs> Duh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, my wow. bad. Yeah, that's what my fault. Go, I know. Um, just like I drew it up in the booth. All right. Um, <laughs> my pickle of the week is going to be a hardcover from Marvel, Spider-Man Life Story, um, which is a really fun, I think it was four nope it was six issues was six, six issue issues. and an annual uh mini series about um spider-man through the decades uh by zadarsky and bagley and it has really excellent art and a really uh fun nostalgic spider-man story nice yeah yes. yeah each each uh issue of that's really unique and just because it a, is it's a decade thing and it's yep and They're yeah, all you like never have the same the story decades. twice. Yep. Yeah, you never have the really same cool. story twice. It's really good. Uh, my pickle of the week will be uh, the Devil's Reign number two with the Daredevil tie-in or big event they have going on right now. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I flipped through it and uh, we've got a lot of Tony Stark action in it actually this week. So okay. if you're a big Iron Man cool. fan, go ahead and read that. Nice. My pickle is also a Marvel book. It's timeless, number one. It's a one-shot. And this is one of those books that kind of previews a bunch of stuff that's coming up, like a Marvel Now kind of issue, you know? Um, right. But I'm picking it because it's the first appearance of Miss Minutes. And there's a Miss Minutes cover. That's right. I think it's the first, <laughs> first Miss Minutes. It's, this is go, it's going up. It, I mean, it's already skyrocketing. I've seen the, I saw the Miss Minutes cover and it looks so cool. <laughs> well, too, well, actually, it is going up in price. Uh, the Miss Minutes cover is selling for above cover. So, you know, Get in on the ground level, you know, with us. That's We're right. all exactly. buying it. We're all sending it up to CGC, getting it slapped. Uh, <laughs> all the tens though are taken, so you know, be careful. Yeah, it's real. It's real out there. We all the tens are taken. Yeah, uh, no, we don't get tens from Penguin. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't get we get tens from anybody. Honestly, I don't know how tens exist. Yeah, uh, it's true. But anyway. Um, that is the pickle of the week. And this is the segment called Good Ones, um, brought to you by Ron, our uh, fallen comrade, who, if you remember, 
uh, from way back when, um, was a former full-time host of the show, but has recently um, passed on uh, because he got uh, uh, toe cancer and just never, yeah. he never recovered, man. He just lost him one by one. And then the, it's little toe too. The little, you know, you think the little, the little toe, you think the little toe is going to, you didn't think the little toe was going to go, but then it did. And then we lost him. He was stubborn. You know, they were like, <laughs> we got to take the little toe. There's, and he was like, no, that's my little toe. And, and I think that's, that's the how price. the ultimate price. Um, but anyway, um, our fallen comrade, Ron, um, used to do this segment uh, where he would read us the number one comics that are coming out this week. And if you don't know, uh, number ones are a perfect place to jump onto a new series, get reacquainted with an old one, because uh, comics get rebooted all the time. And number ones are a perfect place to jump on and read something new, fresh, different, whatever. So it's a small list this week because there's also uh, it's a small week of comics. Uh, so without further ado, the good ones this week, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, Stray Dogs, Dog Days, uh, Timeless, A King's Vengeance, Dune, A Whisper of Caladan Seas, Power Rangers Universe, and Rise of Dracula. Um, so all of those will be available this week, some uh, later oh, in the week. That's it, dude. That's it. It's a small week. Some of those uh, Marvel and DC are available today uh, on yeah. Wednesday. Everything else? Uh, when are the rest of the Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Midday Friday. TBD. Midday Friday. The- We're hoping. Yeah, I mean, we, so yesterday we all got emails that uh, there was going to be a, uh, a delay from all the books from Diamond uh, by 48 hours. Normally it's a 24 hour delay, but this this week it was a 48 hour delay, which would mean they would come in on uh, Thursday instead of Tuesday. And so uh, then we come into work today, Tuesday, getting a notification. Oh, yeah, that 48 hours is actually another 24 on top. So wouldn't it be cool if on Christmas week they would send two weeks worth of books? Hey, they, like, I, I feel like they used to do that. Right? They've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not tripping. I'm like, I know I've checked in a ton of books one time because it was Christmas week and this, I know that happened. Dwight and I did yeah. that last year. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so. just like, nah, we're not trying anymore. Nah, that's too much. But anyway, so come get your diamond books some other time. Um, not, not today, not Wednesday. We will have them. We'll post, stay tuned to socials. Uh, we'll make sure everybody knows when, when those go live. Um, but anyway, this is the part of the show where we like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start um, affecting the rankings of the films we review. So do us a favor and go do it. So yes, uh, go do that. And now we're going to talk about our events. Then I want to thank everybody who came out to Keyforge and Paint Night. Um, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. I think I talked about Paint Night last week, actually. Um, time Time's all gone, man. Last week was crazy. Yeah, uh, okay. We had someone out sick for several days, so it was, it was, a, it was a lot. Um, but here we are. I've got, uh, we've got our events for January 2022. We made it. We're into 2022. Well, we haven't oh. made it yet. Still 2021. Yeah. But uh, okay. So we have Keyforge. I don't have it on my personal calendar, so this is going off of memory. Keyforge is on the 7th and the 21st. Uh, the seventh is going to be a two-deck survival, Age of uh, Ascension uh, deck. Uh, you you buy one and you get two for the price of one, and you play until you lose with both. Um, that's a great format. We all love that one. And then we're playing on the 21st, and that was going to be a standard bring a deck from home. Uh, bring a good deck and play it. Nothing, nothing fancy. Um, and then on the 22nd, 
Uh, we are having our paint club meet at Clear Lake. We're going to be painting the Bone Claw, which is a really cool mini. Uh, limited seating available uh, as it stands right now. Uh, the, the way you uh, enter that event is it is 20 bucks. Uh, no pre-buys. You just come in and get it that day. Uh, the kit is $20. It comes with a miniature, comes with 12 paints, comes with uh, a, two brushes, a water pot, and instructions. And we all paint the same thing together and have a great time. And the event starts at 6 p.m. It runs till about 10. Uh, you can show up late. No big deal. Um, we usually finish. Most people are about done by nine. Um, Cause really when you're doing those, in, when you're doing these minis, that the last, you know, page or two of steps is all like pretty advanced stuff. That's really, if you don't know what you're doing, you're just ruining your model at this point. And you're like, splitting hairs. Yeah. It's like, do I, if I try to, I can pay, try to paint a stripe on this freehand or not. <laughs> and it will look fine. <laughs> Like yeah. I can try to do pupils, uh, do do whites and then dot the pupils, or I will make him not have googly eyes and I'll just call it, call it good. Um, but yeah, so that's on the, the 22nd. That's a Saturday. I uh, hope to see y'all at those, but Dylan, do you have any events? I have on real quick. No, not, a, not as uh, of this recording. Um, okay. There's a live sale tonight. I'm not going to okay. be there. Morgan's going to be running it. So I need y'all to tune in and to help her out. We need that's right. Support Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh don't give her don't give her a hard time with the claims. Um <clears throat> there's lots of good books. There's a there's a some good CGC ones, some great ones, um, some new bundles that are pretty cool. Um yeah. Um and then a collection I just got picked up today that they added to it last minute. Nice. Um and then there is a new book club, I believe Bedrock's third book club, um, starting up at the Sugarland store. It is Manga Book Club. Nice. And they are reading Happy Kanako's Killer Life, Volume 1. It's the first book. And they're going to meet on January 28th. So you have plenty of time to pick it up. It's 20% off. Um, and then it's, it's really chill. They're just going to meet and have some food and drinks and talk about the book. That's exciting. Yeah, I've been wanting to get a manga one off the ground for a while now. So I'm glad that it's finally happening, you know? Yeah, I was trying to get that going when I was at Sugarland, but... I needed someone else who reads manga to do it. I was like, hey, we sell a lot of this stuff. We should. Yeah. I wouldn't be a person to run it, but I think people at Sugarland read manga. So, yes, that is definitely the manga store. Um, that's all I got. Okay. Well, there we go. That's all the events uh, for this week. Uh, let's get into the watch list where we talk about what we watched this week. Um, I will go first. Um, aside from AEW, which I watch every week, uh, I, I'll, I'll give a mention to, if you're not watching, um, AEW, you should make sure you check out, uh, Rampage their Friday night. Uh, although this week it was on Christmas, it was on Saturday. It's one hour and it's top to bottom. Awesome. One hour wrestling show is great because it's just all killer, no filler. Um, and two weeks in a row, we've had Taz's son, uh, make his debut, his entering debut. He's had two matches in two weeks. Just absolutely killing it. Very popular. Real cool. His name's Hook. Go check him out. It's very quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's awesome. Um, yeah. But so I watched AEW, of course. Um, I did end up finishing that movie that I watched just a little bit of last week called Summer of Fear. Uh, I'll give a quick recap on that. It was awesome. It is uh, from 1978. Wes Craven uh, directed uh, direct-to-TV movie, um, an adaptation of a young adult thriller starring Linda Blair. And co-starring Fran Drescher, 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it was a picture. It I I loved it. It was about us a, a witch masquerading as a long lost cousin who's coming over to take over their life, and then Linda Blair is the only one that can see through the you know the mind control, and no one will believe her, and then eventually they have a big fight. That sounds pretty wild. It's great. It's great. And, <laughs> and so having having seen that, I also then watched um, Savage Streets from 1984, another Linda Blair film. Uh, oh my gosh, I know what movie you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a a gang war of the sexes. Linda Blair, Linda Blair's girl gang <laughs> against I don't know some dude. I don't know yeah. who's the other dude. I don't uh, know who the dude is either. But um, yeah, yeah, it's Linda Blair is the gang leader uh, getting revenge for her sister. So it's pretty. It's it's a it's an 80s movie for sure. But oh, yeah. it is available to stream on Tubi. As both of these movies are, as I will tell you every week, go download Tubi. It's free. Get it. I love Tubi. Um, but be aware about Savage Streets. There is some uh, content in that film that might not be suitable for a lot of viewers. So be aware of that. Uh, Summer mm-hmm. of Fear, though, you're good. That's a that's a romp. The whole <laughs> family ages. can enjoy all ages. <laughs> I, I okay. Look, legitimately, there's a fight in the in the basement of this house uh, with. Uh, Half of the the basement is a dark room for f- developing photography. I I think it's got an excellent fight choreograph uh, choreography uh, uh, in this basement of the house for a Wes Craven TV film. I'm telling okay. you, it's good. Um, so that's what I watched. That, oh, and also Matrix and Hawkeye. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that. I, mean, yeah, I got to log in. I got to log Matrix. I didn't. Log is in. it a? So uh, I watched. Uh, I actually finished Letterkenny. I finished the entire series. Nice. I went through it in like a week. Wow. Um, it is one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. Nice. Absolute laugh out loud. Uh, have to pause it at times. Um, you might have to turn on subtitles in the beginning to pick up what they're saying because it's a lot of uh, Canadian jargon. Yeah, a lot of jargon. But it is so funny. And you get invested in, with these characters and um, – yeah, it's just it's it's just really really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not too I bad. only I've been like doing a lot of sleeping, but uh, <laughs> I've been Jealous. sick. But I'm watching. I watched. Uh, I finished Witcher season two last week. Oh, I only watched one, one episode. How is it? But I heard it's um, better. It's. <sighs> oh, okay. So I wasn't. I wasn't the hugest fan no, of the first season. I think I liked it the least, but I still enjoyed it, you know? Um, and this one, uh, I don't know. It's, like, a little bit more basic, like, a little bit more traditional, you know? It isn't. It has the linear uh, storytelling that the first one didn't have. So if, if you, I know a lot of people had a problem with that in the first season. So if you did, they fixed that. Um, but it was entertaining. It's very soapy, you know? Sure. It's like Game of Thrones. It's like CW a little bit, but okay. I liked it. It was good. There was definitely a part in it where I was like, this looks like Diet Game of Thrones. Because like the like white haired girl, her name's Siri. She like had like these three dragons behind her. And I was like, Oh okay. no. I was like, I see what I see what we're doing. I've seen this story um, before. But I no recommend way. it. It it was it was good. Yeah. Okay. That's all I watched. Oh, I do want to give a reminder. I, w- I already watched it and talked about it, but don't look up came out this week on Netflix. Oh, right. 
the Adam McKay movie. It's so good. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, so I'm going to go watch it. It's not in theaters anymore. Now it's on Netflix for free. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, well, let's do let's do Hawkeye first. Okay. Let's uh let's let's talk about Hawkeye episode six. Reminder: spoilers. If you care about Hawkeye, uh, and also Spider Man No Way Home, we're spoiling them both. Uh, yeah, we kind of have to. Yeah. So spoilers for they that. Know. You've been you've been warned. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, another local another comic book shop posted a major uh spidey spoiler today on their public facebook on purpose so i guess the i guess the 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 ban has ended huh okay it's, it's been a full week but i mean hey, I, we decided courteous. we decided it clear like we're, we're leaving the signs on the door uh through uh until next week just because yeah. you know families in town covid's wild yeah yeah uh, that's the thing like yeah if you haven't gone out to see it it's not like we, we shouldn't punish you for Right, exactly. For, uh, yeah, for see- for not seeing it. But anyway, so we're gonna talk about Hawkeye episode six, and um, it was I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, this I I I think this is number two behind one division for me. Uh, I'm I really liked you. it. I really liked you. it. Um, I I'm like. I really enjoyed it as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, we, we, we got to see, you know, last week we got the, the blurry photo on the phone of Kingpin, but now we got him in the flesh. Uncle. We got Uncle. Oh, my gosh. Un- Uncle Kingpin. Uncle Vince. What a, what a move to bring him in for this. Oh, man, it was so cool. <laughs> I, I, popped, I popped out of my socks, man. I was like, oh, brother, here we go. <laughs> they knew what they Kingpin. were doing. They opened the episode with him. That's smart. Yeah, that's what you do. I mean, like. It's like it's like the CM Punk reveal. It's like you're not gonna save him for the end. Everybody knows it's coming. Just bring him out. Bring him out at the top. Just give give me what I want. Give me the yeah. king. He was in the whole episode too. It wasn't just he like was. a couple scenes. Yeah. You know? I yeah. thought I thought he was gonna have a substantially smaller role, but I was really glad that no, he had a he was fight throughout the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good fight. fight. So yeah, um, we we got a lot of um I'm not gonna go through the plot by plot of uh, Hawkeye, mm. but I think we got all, we got a lot of good stuff in this episode, man. We got we got to see Swordsman uh, really do some more of his sword stuff. We got to see a lot of trick <laughs> arrows. We got to see uh, Yelena just continue to be awesome. Florence Pugh is just the coolest. Yeah, she loves playing like that me. character. Yeah, I yeah, she's great in that role, and just I I I really have I I don't have any complaints about this episode, Dylan. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's a complaint, but I've just everyone like this has reignited the discussion about whether or not Netflix is canon, you know, of course, or the Jeff Loeb stuff. But I think the answer will never the answer is we'll never get an answer. They're just going to cherry pick things. Well, and yeah, can, I think I agree. I think everyone like should stop relying on like needing an answer to that. You know, mm-hmm. Vincent Does it really said, I'm playing it the same way I did before. So it's just like, if it's kingpin to you, it's kingpin, you know? It doesn't matter if it's, you know, like the history that they're not mentioned ever, like for right. example, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if it's a complaint, but I thought kingpin, kingpin was noticeably different a little bit. Um, he, he was a little bit different? more noticeably different. Oh, okay. He was just uh, a little bit more cartoony and like goofy, you know? He was. Like a little bit he, more. Less realistic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which I know that's been the story uh, with introducing the Netflix stuff. Um, was that they'll be like sanitized a little bit, mm-hmm. and like we're not gonna get him smashing someone's head in the car door in <laughs> Disney on right. Disney Plus, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, so he was a little bit more like I don't know, like I said, cartoony, which felt a little bit weird to me. But like the essence of the character was still there, so it yeah. didn't like by any means ruin it. But I was just like. It felt different in a in a, not a good way, but I, it was just like a little tinge to me. It wasn't like oh, I hate this. Yeah, I agree with you because like when I started watching, I was like, oh, he's chewing the scenery a little bit here and there, which you can you can get away with because D'Onofrio is bringing it, and and it gets a little hammy at points, and I'm just like, ah, eh, it's not as serious as his Netflix stuff, but it's still I still feel like this is the same character, you know. I could have done without the Hawaiian shirt. That was that was a lot. Like I dug it. It's a it's a choice for his first appearance in the MCU. You know, yeah, he's menacing, but he's got that, that fedora yeah. and that Hawaiian shirt on. I was like, right, with that, that's cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I liked. I mean, that was a cool action action scene. I liked all the other action scenes too. I liked Elena versus. Uh, I really liked the elevator scene. Though it's not really a fight. With the elevator oh, scene. I loved the, the elevator great. scene, dude. It was so good. <laughs> that, yeah, that was favorite. That was just so good. That's my favorite scene in the whole series. I just want them <laughs> to have a show. They you know, have like a Black Widow, Black Widow and Hawk show, and it's just that. I mean, um, yeah, that'd be pretty fun, actually. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I, Dylan, where does this, where does this rank for you in the hierarchy of uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows? It's hard because it's so different. It but, is. I might put it at number two also, but I'm not committing to it. But I think this, I think may have said this before, but this and WandaVision are the best at being TV shows. I was going to say the same like thing. We if get, we get a little like, like arc in each right. episode. It didn't feel like a, a stretched out movie like a Loki and Falcon did. Yeah, there would be episodes of those where we wouldn't have much to talk about. You know what I mean? But right. like, I feel like we were fed every episode with this one. There'd be like, some issue that was contained to this episode, and they would solve it, and there'd be an action sequence at the end, you know, which is right. really but it is, and it's entertaining, you know. Um, so I think it gets points for that's been my complaint with Loki and Talking to Winter Soldier that they weren't very, they just like were a stressed out movie. So I think it gets a lot for that. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think this was, I, this was just top notch, man. I absolutely loved it. And if you, if you were on the fence about this, and this is coming from, at the very least, Dylan and I were not big Hawkeye fans uh, at the mm-hmm. at the start of this. I mean, I'm still not a huge Clint fan, but like uh, he was better in this than he was at anything. Um, he really got shortchanged. I felt like, like, yeah, I don't know. He's last. It goes like Yelena, Kate, Echo, Clint for me. I'm just like, oh yeah, Kingpin, and then like, Clint. yeah, yeah, Kingpin, yeah. <laughs> Well, when I'm just thinking about the original arcs of everyone, you know, yeah. like Yelena has hit harder for me, even though she's basically been in one episode, one, two episodes, you know, right? Yeah, than, than his did. His didn't, okay, wait, the, you just, I just reminded myself of a complaint. Okay. Um, I, okay, I'm not a Clint apologist at all. And <laughs> I went into the show like that and I like remain that way because of all the Ronin stuff that he did. He is a serial killer. Um, yes. But I just thought it was interesting how Kate turned in Eleanor for like killing one bad dude, but Clint like serial killed 
tons and it's like he's fine you know like right we have to turn in the mom like to the authorities but we can't tell anyone that clay is running it just doesn't no it, I get it felt like, like it felt over. i don't I, know how i feel about that no i get that completely it's like yeah. why are we supposed to accept that hawkeye's clint's fine you know like oh yeah sure, i know it's because know. he's sorry and she isn't but like like and he was. I, don't know. He I was, didn't get the redemption arc if that's what they were going for. It didn't fully connect with me. I get. I get you. Um. Either way, super awesome. Uh, great show and check it out. Um, yeah, it's it's second for me behind uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier. Really? So I thought. Yeah, I thought Falcon Winter Soldier was fantastic because I I like the slow burn political stuff. Uh huh. Because I'm a dad. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it was. It was fun to watch that, and I like a lot of the ground level stuff. Like I know Falcon and Winter Soldier aren't really ground level, but they're not like super powered people like Loki or uh, Scarlet Witch. Sure. Yeah. So you, so you so you have like a little bit more to relate to, I guess. I get and that. The stakes were much lower in this one than any of the others. And that's right. I, I appreciated that. I like I like it when when you don't have to save the world every day. What did you guys think of the uh, Laura Barton? Agent 19 reveal. Perfect. It steps on Agents of Shield if people care. Uh, I think I think that's I think at that point like that ship has sailed. Mockingbird can be a code name too. So yeah, and it just said Agent 19. It didn't say Mockingbird. You know, right? And so there, I I really think that that Marvel, like the television people and the in the movie people, kind of are playing like a little buddy buddy they don't contradict each other too too much in some of the stuff so so i think they're paying attention okay i don't want to be a negative nancy but you're <laughs> one more complaint okay what's i up? love the show it sounds like that after a scene did not do it for me and maybe <laughs> i've been spoiled with marvel after credit scenes like teasing the next thing dylan i'm 100 percent after the up. credits for that and i was like oh, okay we're doing this was this like matrix <laughs> yeah it was matrix one was more fulfilling for me than wow than this one i, agree. I don't know but i, I, mean, I know so, some people so, wanted that but they could have just put that in the scene where it happened i don't know I, I get that um and also but maybe maybe marvel is trying to uh get away from having to have every having to deliver a oh my god with every post-credit scene it's like, a gimmick they've been doing it for 10 years so they got to keep going I mean, they don't. They can. They can change it. You can. You can switch the gimmick. You can turn heel. You know, like yeah. you can. You no. can. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I was, I was still waiting for Val to show up. I thought we were gonna get after credits. I did too. Her because I don't understand how Black Widow connects to this. But you know, like she sent Elena to get to kill Clint, and then this was like, no, it was Kingpin slash Eleanor. I'm like, how does Val fit into that? I think I got it. I think I figured out how it works. I think Kingpin needed the black or whoever needed the Black Widow assassin went to Val because Val knew about stuff like that and picked Yelena because of the connection to Clint. So they knew it would 100% get done. That's how I put it together. Like so two people happened to hire her to kill Clint, like two separate. Um, I think I think everybody was all connected somehow there. I don't know who hired who, but I think it was a, a straight line to Yelena. Well, you're doing a lot of the legwork there, which I was saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I know it's all headcanon stuff, but yeah, they didn't give you that. No, no, but I I, I, I support your theory though. I like it. Yeah, I, when I have more time to explain it all, I'll, I'll come up and talk to you <laughs> about come, it. Come come into Clear Lake and get Matt's his opinion on uh, his fan canon here. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Matrix Four. Yeah. So, our uh, mm. reminder: spoilers for Matrix Four and uh, the other three. Matrix. And the you, Animatrix. And the Animatrix. the Animatrix. I mean, we're not talking about the Animatrix. Um, uh, video games. Um, but anyway, so Matrix Four, Matrix Resurrection. Uh, yes, starring <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and your favorite Morpheus, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I'm okay with that, honestly. Like, I I don't need Lawrence Fishburne. I like I like Larry Fishburne, but you know, Yaya Yaya Abdul Mateen is is a is an upgrade. Hey, I'll have you know, uh, he used to be credited as Larry Fishburne in films, and then dropped it because. <laughs> uh, it does sound worse. Oh yeah, who'd you cast? Oh, Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Oh, Larry. Uh, but anyway, so this movie has been um, coming out for a bit, um, and I think uh, I think Dylan, at the uh, as well as myself, has had a weird relationship with this movie in that before I saw any trailers or anything, I would have been negative hype train uh, in that I didn't care not a matrix fan i like the first one um i don't like two or three uh i mean whichever one it is has an excellent chasing one of the better chasings of the two. past 25 years two uh, two yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. oh my yeah, yeah, gosh yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the better chasings of the past you know ever um yeah. very oh, very good so good um right but that that aside the movie is bad um but either way either way i've i've always had the opinion that the matrix is a standalone film uh, and does not need uh, it doesn't it doesn't need anything else to expand upon it you're doing no. nothing to serve the original film but anyway anyway that's a whole other thing um so but then that first trailer came out and i was like oh you know what this looks pretty cool <laughs> and, and and you know the matrix yeah. movies do look cool that's the thing is like oh man this looks so cool like look at the sunglasses <laughs> and the weird suits and everybody's got colored hair and tattoos and black yeah. leathers back yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, all of it. Like, and I think Dylan was kind of on the same boat as me, right? I'm more mistaken. Um, I honestly don't remember, but my <laughs> hype level going into it was pretty low. Okay. Well, yeah, my mine got lower as it got closer to it as I started to remember. Oh yeah, I I don't really like the Matrix. <laughs> it's a Matrix movie. <laughs> it's a Matrix sequel. I don't like these. Right, 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 right. But like, but they got yeah. me though. It's like you know what? You know what? It's like candy corn. Yeah. Like, so every year I forget that I hate candy corn, but it's there and I'm going to eat it. And then I put it in my mouth and I go, man, this sucks. Why am I eating so this? I have, a, I have a pretty good relationship with Matrix sequels. Oh, do you? I only saw them as a kid. Oh, fair and enough. I really, and, I, and I liked them. And I don't remember the plot of either one. I oh. remember some action scenes and that's it. And like, I remember them pretty fondly. So I'm just going to let them live in memory yeah. that way. Well, see, as oh, everyone man. was talking about going back and watching the other ones to nope. go get ready, I was like, that, that's when my hype started to go down because I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I did watch I like Matrix 1 and Dolby a couple years ago. That was good. And I, I, I mean, I, that was awesome. I like Animatrix, but the last time I saw that was on DVD. <laughs> yeah. If that tells you anything. But what about you, Matt? 
Uh, so I actually rewatched all three of them before I went and saw this. Sure. Were you a big um, fan ahead of the, ahead of that? Um, or? I, I got into the Matrix like middle of high school. Like I missed because it came out in '99. I was five. Okay. So I didn't really I didn't really have all that. So when I got into high school, I was in a sci-fi class and we watched it. And I was like, oh, this is really. I didn't know what the heck the Matrix was really, except for like bullet time. Right. And I was like, this is really good. And so I went and got the I got a box set with everything in it and I watched it all all the special features and stuff and I kind of just fell in love with the world they built like the world building in them even in the sequels is really really interesting and in depth I agree like there is I mean if nothing else the attention to detail is so strong yeah everything means something right and so like going into it kind of blind and not having the like when the movies came out and everybody being disappointed and then making fun of it, like I went into them relatively clean and I, I actually like the sequels. I admit they are not solid. Um, two is great up until the architect scene. And then the entire, oh, the architect, the, oh, the entire no. rest of the series after the architect is very wordy, but I, I actually like, I like the architect scene because it gives you so much information about the past except it's right. really muddled it's just so muddled it's so unfortunate um but it really helped with the the watch for this watching the, the trilogy I'm sure. before it i'm sure it was, i'm sure it was so more so much more rewarding to callbacks and, and such and so matt you watched it at home yeah yes i did i, okay. I watched it on home uh, with a friend over discord next nice uh and yeah. i think dylan and i both watched it on uh in the theater um right so I saw it in IMAX, uh, which was nice. Um, Dylan, did you see it in regular screen, or I'm sure all that was taken up by just Spider-Man. regular, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Dolby and Prime at the AMC First Colony were Spider Man, but IMAX they gave to Matrix. I'm, I bet you they've That's given cool. it back to Spider Man though. Um, Definitely. But anyway, so um, getting into the movie here, um, I um didn't love it i i tell you though when it first started i was like shook because i was like this is not what i was expecting at all the first act of that movie is so meta and odd that i was like i love i was like i love this like i not not in the sense that it is objectively great but in the sense that it's like i don't I'm surprised. This is a different film. I didn't, this is not what I was expecting. This is really unique. Very exciting. And then they pull Neo out of the matrix and it becomes a fourth matrix sequel. And it's the same crap you've seen over and over again. And it's not, and it's kind of forgettable and boring, but it's um, not as dense. It is not as dense. I will give you it's that. Not they, don't, as dense. they don't have as much. They only have a couple of like dialogue dumps, you know, where the character just ex- expands the plot. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. the, you know, and you know what they did that I really appreciate, um, in the third act, um, they do, they do the gimmick that isn't done enough. I told Matt about this, where they have a character explaining the plan that they're going to do mm-hmm. while also showing you at the same time, them executing the plan. Cause that's one of my biggest pet peeves in movies where it's like, okay, Dylan, we're going to go here. We're going to do this thing. We're going to do this plan to kill yeah. this guy, break into the vault. And then another 30 minutes of you doing what you just told me you were going to do. Like, oh my God, this is so boring. Um, <laughs> But they had You're to talking get about when Priyanka Chopra was explaining everything. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, but just cuts to, oh, and now it's done. She explained, she explains the plot and the plot's done. Now we're moving on. I appreciate that. Um, Cause the movie was already long. It was two and a half hours. 
I can't imagine right. if they had cut that differently. Um, but I, I really dug the first third of this movie um, a lot. I liked I liked the flip that the Matrix is a real thing. It's a video game that Thomas Anderson made, and he hates it. And Neil Patrick Harris is a psychiatrist and they talk about it. And he's got this weird, like jock boss, uh, who more co-founder of this thing. And they have this weird relationship <laughs> where they hate each other, but they're also both in charge of the matrix. And then you get like, right. the, the, you get the weird, like meta stuff of like them saying, uh, well, you know, the studio or the, the, the company says we got to make another matrix movie. So yeah, here we are. With or oh, another matrix game. So they got to do it with or without us. I'm like, Oh, Wow, I have that's... questions about that. Okay, because like I love that part. I was like, "Is this going to be brilliant when that happens?" You know, me too. I was like, "Oh but my then, god, is this?" Uh, but okay, so I think one of two things happened: either Lana Wachowski knew that she was cashing in and making a mediocre sequel, and was inserting a very meta commentary on that. Or she's like painfully oblivious to the fact that she made what she was making fun of in that scene. You know? No, she. It's got to be one of the two. She's 100% aware. She's 100% aware because when when they're doing the. I, I rewatched the first act this, this afternoon. So, like, all that dialogue is fresh in my head. They are 100% like in on it. Like, they know, like, this is like, they're making the movie they want to make without worrying about the fans because they know people are going to see because it it's the matrix i think do whatever the heck we want but the commentary was that like it shouldn't be made there's no need for it right yeah right that that's like so that, did she make it this movie with that in mind that like eh. no i like, i, 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 I get this, that like, but here but we are. So, and so and that's what i was saying dylan like like as i'm watching this movie i'm like this is the most brilliant thing i've ever seen this is blowing <laughs> me away i'm here in this theater watching something that's like what there's no way the censor, like the 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 board, the the executives allowed this movie to get made. Oh, I see. Never mind. But then it became the movie they were making fun of. Right, it did. It's it's weird. It's like because they, they 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 deride useless sequels and they you know games as art or et cetera yeah. et cetera, but mm-hmm. then proceed to make an average Matrix sequel like. They, Which, they're doing what they're telling they're 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 show they're telling you what they're going to show you in the first act and that's brilliant is that, right but is that the maybe dylan maybe that is the larger point of maybe that's how they prove the point i don't know maybe that is i don't know maybe there's a, like an artist so do you think they there. intentionally made it mediocre yes or, or or i don't know if they intentionally made it mediocre i think they made it intentionally the same like a retread i don't yeah. know to them or i said so should say to lana because lily is not involved uh that um i read an article about that about why she wasn't involved it's interesting um but maybe to them like it's not they're not making something mediocre but they're trying to retread the same thing and to hit the same beats and hit the same mm-hmm. notes as part of the statement because they do like statements <laughs> and, yeah okay no and, and, and i'm about that like you know i i, I respect them as filmmakers right uh I now looking at their at Lana's specifically IMDb. Um, <laughs> I don't like most of her movies. <laughs> um, okay, I've never seen Sense Eight. I like Sense Eight; it's good. Right, I think that was both of them, right? Um, mm-hmm. Right, that was the last have, thing they worked on together. You have Bound, which is fine. Bound. Um, you have The Matrix, and then 
all the other Matrix things. Then you have Speed mm-hmm. Racer, which Matt Woo-hoo! will tell you is great. It's and a masterpiece. It's not I like that movie too. It's oh, a masterpiece. No. Um, it's, and then you have it's campy. Then you have Cloud Atlas. Not um, great. <clears throat> I like Cloud Atlas, but it's problematic. Um, Jupiter Ascending, which hilarious. Um, it's it's atrocious, but I love it because Eddie Redmayne is hilarious. Um, I mean, actually, I think that's a really good comparison for this. I feel like it's very Jupiter Ascending. This, it this is. Movie. It is like I really hated Jupiter Ascending as I was watching it. <laughs> I didn't then, hate it. I was just bored with it. Well, yeah, that too. Well, no, I started hating it as soon as Channing Tatum got rocket skates in the first five minutes of the movie. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? What is this? <laughs> Um, nothing needs to make sense right but eddie redmayne saved it he's the savior of that movie he's phenomenal um but anyway thinking about the movie it's so bad but anyway so i i don't know i i lana lana well neither of the wachowskis are like to me like a marquee name that signifies quality this isn't like a del toro or a danny villeneuve or a uh julia de corneau shall we say Right. That's what makes yes. me think maybe she was trying to make a legitimately good sequel. Maybe I'm sure there was a commentary on how it's not necessary, but I feel like she put an effort into making it good and didn't achieve it. Right. I I don't know. I I think I think it was way campier than two and three. Um, like there was some real cringy dialogue. Uh towards the end particularly the line i'm thinking of i mentioned to dylan it's like the you know the equivalent of why don't you go by your real name line from batman it's like don't uh tiffany or whatever his name what was her name tiffany yeah tiffany i always hated that name call me trinity like oh man my name is trinity like oh my gosh i did this Ah. like such a cornball like i don't know i hated that i was like um but I feel like it, at the very least, it did end with a. If if you're big into this, it did end with a nice uh, moment for you. Of, I mean, of seeing success for Neo and Trinity. I don't know what that actually like. What happens? Are they now they subjugate the, the world? Right, right. I mean, do they own the Matrix now? Like, what? How does this work? They can control it better than than ever. So I mean, that's so the, that's kind they're of the, they're the new mods. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it gives you a nice ending if you're a big fan of the franchise as a whole. But I think to uh, a casual or a non-fan, it's kind of weak. It also keeps ending. it open for more. Right. But I, 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 we're not getting another one. Not for a very long time, if at all. <sighs> I think the biggest offense of this movie is like not that it's mediocre, but that it doesn't... I feel like the first ones, like all three of them, had like a cool factor like a sheen you know yes. like it was grunge mm-hmm. but it was sleek at the same time and really like oh this is cool you know mm-hmm. but then this one like i didn't feel that at all it felt like sanitized or like neutered a bit you know it's because the like, matrix the matrix looks different it looks yeah. too much like the real world yeah it felt like free guy or something i was like okay mm-hmm. i get that mm-hmm. um but like down to the action like they traded cool like choreography for like telekinesis i feel like you know and i was like okay uh that's a choice you know so like right i feel like some of the best bits of the matrix 
like even the two and three like they were like very well made i thought you know but yeah they were visually like the very good yeah the, the, the like, on top level of those movies is awesome yes so i thought that was removed a little bit and i was like that was the most disappointing part for me aside from the train sequence i don't can't really think of a sequence that's like the big oh man did, can you believe you saw this in theaters or saw that like the first one you got the bullet time you got the helicopter stuff the second one you got the car chase the burly brawl the third one you have the zion battle and uh the big smith brawl at the end this one i've got like you got nothing really no well, i guess like fighting the everyone in the city i guess yeah but even that it was a bunch of like just hand acting it was like fast and furious he was giving he was giving very much matthew mcconaughey in In dark uh, tower dark tower (laughs) oh no so bad um Um, i also thought it was a weird choice to sideline carrie and moss for the whole for most of the movie you know yeah i get that that was the plot but like i feel like Like, she's like the coolest one other yes you know with keanu reeves and like both of them age so well they both look so good you know and then to have her playing like a mom the whole movie, it's like, oh. Yeah, it's like you could have had Trinity in her full gimmick through this whole movie, like, yeah, and just looking super cool <laughs> and kicking all the butt other than the last five minutes. Yeah. It's That's like, who I want in Marvel. I want Hogarth. <laughs> yeah, Hogarth. <laughs> yeah, I no, want Hogarth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, I love right in. I love, I love Jerry Hogarth, man. I mean, Carrie Amos is great. Um, yeah. More and, Carrie Amos things, please. And she, and yeah, she wasn't in this enough to get co-top billing right yeah yeah abdul mateen gets is in this movie more than she is um and I, jessica I, henwick yes i i like to her i like jessica henwick a lot in this she she, good, yeah. she did a, she did a good performance i i loved morpheus i i thought that he was so goofy Campy. like yeah he, he was definitely an ai clone of morpheus trying an ai trying to replicate what morpheus does and, in the worst possible yeah. way. Well, I mean, in a way that a computer would. And, yeah. you know, it's like you take the facts and you do them. And yeah. it's just not how that works. It's like, a, I loved it. It was, a, I, I think it was a very good performance. Um, but I, I, on the whole, I would give it a thumbs down. Um, but I really did enjoy that first act a lot. Um, in theaters, I tell you, like, like I said at the top, I was like, man, this is, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before. Like they're just like going to town. Going like I'm in an AMC right now and they're and they're out here being being weird. This is this is too goofy. I I'm love in, it. I'm in an IMAX. This should be like this level of discourse should be in the small screen off on the <laughs> off on the wings. And then and then it's just like, oh, all right. Here we are. Back Same to the regular. So now let's, back to your regularly scheduled Matrix movie, right? So let's give this a let's give this a score. Um, I know uh, if you're unfamiliar, we do uh, we grade on the CGC scale uh, in this house. So um, I am going to go first, um, Dylan. Okay. If you want any sort of prep, or do you want to like barometer for what you gave other things? No. Nah. Um, okay. Um, I. I'm going to give this a 6-0, which is the same thing that I gave Mulan. <laughs> so there you are. Okay. Um, man, puts me on the spot. I was, I was not expecting to go into the ratings this, this quickly. I, you know, I'm going to give it a 7-5. Okay. 
I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed um, the Matrix sequels. Like I acknowledge that they are not great, but I still had a fun time living in this world for two hours. You know? Sure. So, and it was really the first act is just top yeah. notch. Yeah, I think that's that. Yeah, that's it's really enjoyable to me. If if that first act wasn't there, this is like three territory. I am. Um, I I was yeah. I was like enthralled. And then went to board. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What about Very you, Dylan? I'm gonna give it a five zero. Ooh, that's not that bad. That's a medium. No. That's in um, the middle. To be fair, uh, uh, you gave Snake Eyes a five, and you gave not Bloodshot that. a four. Ooh, it's not as bad as Bloodshot, but um, and you gave a, Sonic a six. Sonic, Sonic's better. Sorry, I, I agree. Sonic is um, better. Yeah, it's a two and a half stars out of, out of five. You know, it's it's in the middle. It's not garbage, but it's not great. Right. <laughs> yeah. Will, will you ever watch it again? No. No. I um, wouldn't be mad I, if I had to, but I don't think I'll choose. I don't I really could, watch it. Seek it out. I could see myself like in a in a few years, like when Lana puts out a Matrix novel or something. <laughs> and I'll want to watch all the movies again to read the novel, because I think I think Matrix could work really well as a as a as a book. I think a TV show. Yeah, yeah, I, I think thought a, TV show a, as well. Six episode miniseries on HBO Max. Yeah, something like that. But um, you I know, thinking, there it is. I think it should be a show, and someone else should take over. Will someone else yeah, have it? Who who do you want to see though? That's the thing. Denis Villeneuve. I was gonna say Villeneuve would be. I mean, incredible. yeah, but I mean that's cheating. Like he's that's, done yeah. Dune and Blade Runner. Like, all right, yeah. Give me, give me a better <laughs> option. Dude. I think yeah. Kate Heron would be good. She did the Loki show, but I thought like That'd those vibes would kind of match the Matrix. You know, I'd be okay with that. I think I'd be. The you aesthetic. know what? You know, Justin Lin, I think would be really good with this because the dude knows how to shoot action really well. Well I then, I guess really then I guess the question is: Is the Matrix an action movie, or is the Matrix uh, more of a phil- philosophy movie? See, I'm looking for writer. the latter, right? Because I think for the action part, right? I think, right? I think you 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 need to have your. I'm not. I don't mean this in a derisive way, but you need to have your smart director on top, and then you need to have your flashy director uh, doing the fights or director of photography, whatever, or something. You know, something like that. I think. I oh, think, you know. I, oh, yeah. I know he uh, can do it. I know he can make it work. Who's that? The guy who directed the John Wick movies. He also played Chad. He played Tiffany's husband. Oh, okay. So he. I, I can't think remember he'd be his great. name. Like, yeah, I can, right, like, I'm gonna say it would be great. I'm gonna say give it to Paul Feig. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, you know, why not? Let's. That's Tahelski. He did the Birds of Prey reshoots, also. Ooh, I like how those look too. But um, yeah. so if anybody's curious, uh, Lily Wachowski specifically decided to not do this um, because she was kind of burnt out after Sense8 um, and talked about because Sense8 uh, wrapped right after or while she was transitioning. And it just was, she was like, I was getting, and then and the, both their parents died within five weeks of each other. And like all this, like, personal turmoil stuff happened all around the end of sense eight. And then she was like, I don't know if I really want to retread the same ground again uh, as my first thing back from this horrible 
or from this like very trying personal time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I get that because this movie is very much a retread. Um, right. But I think, <laughs> I think it's worth checking it out. If you, if you. On HBO. Yeah. On HBO. If you're, if you're a fan of the property. Yeah. You would, you'd get a kick out of this. Cause I think it, it, it scratches the itch of like, you want more matrix and it doesn't really, it doesn't break new ground. It's a, it's a fun movie to watch. I think. And uh, if you are a big fan, we do have some pretty obscure Matrix trades at uh, Clear Lake. We have them on our back yeah. wall. They're super yeah. cool. Yeah, they're yeah. very out of print from a company you've never heard of, but they're written by the Wachowskis. Uh, yep. It's super cool. Uh, I also, um, I, we yeah. also have one that's $5. It is not rare or anything, but it's a Matrix online companion, which yeah. is interesting. Um, oh, um, wouldn't it be funny if they got they made another one if they announced another one and Lily was doing it? See, you know, I'd be okay with that. Like, let's let's, let's see if. Uh, although, I mean, I think they make the same movies though, right? Like, I I don't really know them. We won't well know until we to, see. I don't know them well enough to tell you like the big differences. Has Lily done anything solo? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I'm not that I'm aware of. Um, looking at her IMDb right now, it doesn't look that way uh no she has not uh no well she did two episodes of a tv show called work in progress and i don't know what that is so there's that maybe they can write comics i i would be okay with major comics i think i think if they could transition into that that'd be fantastic just get like go ham get some you know get a get a a a publisher that's going to be supportive like you know let just let you do whatever you want I they did have a read video a book game coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, they announced the video game. Oh, that's right. That's cool. At least they have something coming up. <clears throat> I read what a comic you, that's yeah. uh, uh, Jake Swiggy gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrote some Hellraiser stories. Really? Yeah, or Lana Wachowski did. And it was like okay. pretty solid. But like cool. they're like old, out of print, impossible to get. But you can find of course. Um. Well, let's get into the news. Dylan, what did you find on the internet this week? Uh, nothing happened. Actually, nothing it is a little cool. bit of a. There, it is a very light news week. End of year slump. Everyone's on vacation and publishing and marketing, so they're like checked out. You know, so there's not too much. It's a but lot of got, best of the year. Uh, we got some juicy stuff to to go through. Um, my favorite thing is that they put the multiverse about Australia online. Oh, and it's a they, little, they it was did. a little bit different too. And then there's a poster too with yep. Doctor Strange and Wanda. Um, there's not much to say other than I feel like Marvel posters are normally pretty bad, but I like this one a lot. I think it looks really cool. And yeah. the trailer, I don't know. I've watched it a few times. I'm so hyped for it. Me too, man. I cannot wait. When's it coming out? Not for a bit. May. May. Okay. But that's the premiere Marvel date. So like. That's the big it's one. a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read some pretty, a pretty bonkers like plot leak. Oh, really? Um, maybe we should go over it sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, we should. I would, love, I would love to hear about that. Maybe after we stop recording, I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when we get when we get closer to Doctor Strange, we'll hit some of these leaks for sure. Cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, so Sony is campaigning to... to uh, they're pushing Spider-Man No Way Home for the Oscar for Best Picture. Stop. <laughs> They do that with all their big movies. They did with Endgame, so it's fine. Stop. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Come on. They know it's like a little bit drinking it. your own Kool Aid a bit, like, you know. Like, man, we are cool. 
they're not gonna get it. They know this. Well, of course not. Fun. But it's funny. I mean, it's epic fan service and fanfare. You know, like they delivered something incredible. But like, I feel like there's another lane a little bit. I'm well, not that, trying to okay. gatekeep it, the Oscars, but like, it's not Black Panther or Dune or Joker, like that kind of thing. You know, right? Yeah. And I, I, I this will tie into a story that I have a little bit later. Uh, so if if okay. if this does get a nod. <clears throat> Shall we say? It I'll be, will not. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be furious. Oh, okay. Furious. Um. Okay. So some more MCU mindless speculation. Uh, Norman Reedus is campaigning to play Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze on on Twitter. How would you guys feel? But he's liking posts of people and retweeting and stuff. Uh, people fan casting him. I'm not I, a fan of that fan casting. I guess it'd be fine, but I'm it's I'm fine. not a Ghost Rider fan. I, I, I'm not a Ghost Rider stand or Norman Norman Reedus stand. I only really know him as Daryl. I don't know same anything else he's done. And he's fine as he's good as Daryl. Daryl's awesome. But I think I I mean I don't know. Like I guess it fits. Sure. Why is not? he rides a motorcycle in that? I don't uh, yeah. And uh, whenever the internet fan casts someone, it I hardly ever agree with it. And there's always like some like very common link. And I feel like it's the motorcycle. The fact that he rides motorcycles like in real life and stuff too. They're like, That's oh, well, weird, then he should be Ghost Rider. Like, clearly. Uh, then. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. Fine. So, I mean, I guess up, fine. Down. I, I don't have anybody else better that I have in mind for Ghost Rider. I mean, I don't, or worse. I, have, I, I don't care about Ghost Rider, honestly. Bring back, still Robbie, bring back Robbie Reyes, man. Go back to Gabe Luna. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, he's bring the, the case back. The, let's, let's just do that. <laughs> Like Dylan was saying, I'm good. I'm good with Nick Cage. Just bring him back. <laughs> Did you see? Okay, this is really off topic. The trailer for that yes. movie where he's playing himself. That looks yes. pretty funny. It <laughs> yeah. looks terrible, actually. But it looks terrible, but it looks funny. great. Yeah, it looks uh, you know, very fun. Yeah. Um, it looks like it. What's it called? I don't remember. It's got a weird convoluted title. Yeah. Um. I, I forget, but it's a it's a movie where he's playing himself. He's going to this billionaire's house, uh, Pedro Pascal's house. Yeah, um, yeah. To I forget uh, what he's supposed to do there. Just like uh, be Nick Cage at a party. Yeah, I think he's uh, just there to hang out. It's called the unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay, it's about Pedro Pascal, the billionaire who hires Nicolas Cage to come to his house for his birthday party and have a good time, and then they get into action movie exploits along the way. <laughs> The tra- go look at the trailer. It's wild. It, it's, um, it's, it looks so fun. Okay, the trailer came out a couple weeks ago, um, but we never talked about it. But it was before Matrix, so I hadn't seen it until the. Oh really? Um. Yeah, but I. Yeah, we saw. I saw a bunch of trailers I'd never seen before. Nothing. Uh, before Matrix, nothing really worth mentioning other than that. I don't think. I don't. No. Nah. I, I made a point to try to write them down, and then I stopped caring. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of trailers, we got the final trailer for the Batman, the Bat Reeves movie. Yes. This one was titled The Bat and the Cat. Um, I thought it was fantastic. It looked really Into great. It. I'm worried that it showed they're showing too much. So I'm glad it's the final trailer. Um, what would y'all so, think? Great. So good. It's so I'm, good. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. It's good. I'm it's very good. I'm just annoyed that DC can only do Batman well. Like, like, can we can we apply some of this coolness to something else? 
Superman, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, something, something better. I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with Batman, but like, man, I've seen a lot of Batman. Give me something different. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's going to be awesome. So don't get me wrong. I'm going to I'm going to see it. and I'm going to have a good time. But right. hopefully, they can learn a lesson from this. And like, look, can we? Maybe this is like them getting safely back to home base. And like, maybe we can grow from this. Go to their bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, go, go, stick with something you can do. You know, yeah. just wait till the Flashpoint movie when they do their own multiverse of madness. Oh, um, very ambitious. No. We'll see. It's the opposite of going back to your bread and butter. It's ambitious but rubbish. We'll see. But I thought the trailer looked great. I like that their trailer's excellent. Zoe Kravitz looks really cool. I like that they're like leveling up Catwoman a bit to being like a character. Yes. I thought they started to do that in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, mm. But I like that we're doing it from the get go here, you know? Me too. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited to rub it in everyone's face when Robert Pattinson's a good Batman. I was always team Robert Pattinson. I, Me too. People just dump on Twilight for no good reason. And then anybody associated with Twilight. Like he's good in literally everything else he's done. No one will say they're wrong because they all have like revisionist history. They're like, it's the same thing with like Andrew Garfield. Of course. Oh, everyone loves Andrew Garfield. Get out of here. Where's your hot toy? Exactly. Yeah, I have it. It's just like, oh, I knew he was going to be great. You know, it's like, no, you were calling it Batinson, Twilight, Batman, stuff like that. You know, Sparkle Batman. Batman's going to sparkle. Uh, actors being known for one role <sighs> yeah i think he's gonna be great but i do too i think this comes out in march so it's gonna have yeah. to hold us over our mcu uh drought dry spell yeah yeah and we've been is there no disney plus until then not really even not that we know of until I mean, there's nothing yeah. there's nothing until may um maybe they could wow. put a uh, moon Knight out before that but we're not sure well, it's gonna be fun though. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, we're not getting the weekly content that, but we have Boba Fett starting That's tomorrow. Today. Yeah, Boba today. Fett starts up tomorrow, which is. I'm sorry, uh, everyone yeah. knows all the spoilers now. So. Mm. I'm very um, okay. So Michael was talking about you know getting back to bread and butter and keeping things linear. Uh, well, there's another a third Batman appearing. Um, Michael Keaton is going to be the Batman in the Batgirl movie, which is on HBO. <laughs> So now they have Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, and Robert Pattinson at the same time. This is going to be nuts. What are we doing? It's too much. It's like it's like as if the three Spider-Man thing from No Way Home, like they started these three franchises and they're like, let's just give them some more movies. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I really want them to tie things together. I know that's like very Marvel, but I'm just like getting sick of I don't know the lack of cohesion. I have a feeling when the Batman starts, when we get the when we get the logos, we're gonna get a special like universe logo for DC where it's just like the Bat Universe, and that's what they're gonna keep those in, and then everything else is fair game. I think so, yeah, because I think that's what because they they think they've got a big hit on their hands. I think with the Batman. And they don't want to ruin it by trying to tie it into all these things and making it convoluted and, and spoiling this good thing they have going, you know? Okay. Well, they already have two spinoffs sense. of it. Two TV yeah, shows. Yeah, and, and, and they can keep that all contained and it's one thing and they don't have to expand and expand and expand and let everything get too far ahead of itself. You'll have... You'll have I guess I would prefer that. If I you can't it. do it well, then sure, keep it separate. But 
I feel weird that Batgirl is in the Michael Keaton universe or whatever is happening there. You know, it's like maybe she gets maybe she gets trapped there in in Flashpoint. She has to fight her way back. Maybe that's something. I don't know. Can it just be a Batgirl movie? I don't know. <laughs> For real though. <sighs> yeah, I got nothing. She doesn't become Batgirl with like a geriatric Batman. You know, like I would mm. just like it to be a little bit more faithful. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I. It just seems He's a great. lot like Michael Keaton's well, great. No, no just, I agree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I'm just not, want. I, I think care. I want. I really like the Bat Family and the Gotham universe. So I would. I would really like it if they did like a Batman movie and then like introduced Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon and then like eventually they become Nightwing and like actually earned all these payoffs and set right. things up and. Give they us like have, a cohesive universe. That'd be cool. Yeah. Then they have they have a young Batman that they can have, they can absolutely go the distance with. Right. They could, sure. but then you're doing Batgirl with Michael Keaton. And I'm just like, well, mm. I guess you could do another Batgirl in the Batman. I think they will. I they have to. And isn't Jeffrey Wright uh Gordon in this movie? Yes. So what universe are we? I don't know. I mean, I think it's gonna Reed, be, it's, I think I think read too much into it. It's its own. It's going to be contained. Thing. It's going to be its own contained thing. I'm telling you. With actors from other movies that you've seen them in before. I think at well, this point you're just going to confuse people who don't who don't well, keep up with it well, like this. Right in. Like what were um, you like like what were you saying there? The... Well, he's in the. Isn't he in the Matt Reeves Batman movie as Gordon? Yeah, he's he's Gordon, and they got his own. Oh show wait, no, no, Gordon. no. He's never mind. I'm confusing him. Uh, it's uh, what's his name? The guy that plays J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah, oh, J. Simmons. Yeah, J. K. Simmons is playing Gordon. So the Snyder Gordon is in the background movie. Okay, that's right. Hmm. Yeah, well, the yeah. Snyder thing is clearly its own thing. And Holy that's not cow! Be this is oh anything. okay. Yeah, they're gonna. I'm telling you, they're going to keep that the Batman stuff contained in its own thing. If they they're not going to expand it, it's going to be its own thing. That'd be nice. I guess. No way. No way. Because that's because now I'm too confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're crossed up, then yeah, too much. I've done a full 180 to wanting them to not connect them now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a little bit like we're going to take your toys away because you can't you can't do it well. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of sequels, uh, we got a official look at the new character, maybe the new lead for Avatar 2. This is the um, James Cameron Avatar. As a reminder, they're doing 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh. And um, this is the adopted son of Jake and Neytiri. And uh, Say his full name. It's Jake Sully. Okay. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Yeah. Um, Okay, something bothers me about this. I don't know if you guys read the article. No. But the, mm-hmm. the this character's name, his name is Miles. And uh, his, like, Navi name or whatever is the spider. Okay. And I'm like, why? Like, some things. That's too does much. Does he not know? Like, did no one give him a note? Like, hey, that's a thing that people know already. Like, maybe you should. Maybe he can't not be Miles. Step on that. Miles spider? Like, come on. I don't yeah, know. Like, I feel like yeah, no, no, I agree. That's that's uh, but actually, it's connected to Spider Man. Don't do that. It's Mephisto. No, it's going to be in the DC universe. 
James Stop. Cameron was attached to a uh, direct Spider-Man back in like 92, 93. There it is. Dots have been connected. I got it. That's what the useless knowledge in my head does, man. Uh, no, that's, I mean, I agree. That's a little poor, uh, poor planning there. I feel like that was not on purpose. Definitely. But I'm sure it was it. But a bunch of people knew, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. Does, does James Cameron read comics? Probably not. No, but I mean, no. But, no, of course not. But someone on someone working on it did. And go, hey, maybe we shouldn't name name this after Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, my last one's a fun one. Um, it's Peter Dinklage trashing Game of Thrones fans. Oh, someone, okay. <laughs> I'm behind it already. Someone asked him why... Uh, how he feels about the finale and the fan reception to it, basically. Um, and if it ended too soon. And he basically said, no, it was the right time. Um, and he said, basically, we didn't know it. We were just mad because they broke up with us, like, because it, the show stopped. And that we couldn't accept an unhappy ending. And he said, quote, we wanted the pretty white people to ride off into the sunset together. Um, oh, we're so clearly he's mad about it. Um, stay mad, but like, I wish he could acknowledge that it's poorly written. It's like, yeah, can it, we just, yeah, can we acknowledge that it's bad? It can also, it can both of those things can be true. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, he talked about how they didn't want to overstay their welcome, that's why they ended it, which is not the case at all. No, you know, um, I mean, he's trying to save it, I think he's trying to, you know. But he's basically Bring- calling everyone stupid, I feel like, for not liking it. Like, oh, you just wanted a happy ending and you're just mad that it's not on anymore, you know? No. Like, I've so like, no. I've so like moved past even thinking Same. about Game of Thrones. Like Dylan, it I'm consumed glad. us for such a long time. We would just talk about Game of Thrones all the time and like it and then just as soon as that thing ended, like, all right, we're done now. That's it. Move on to something else. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I mean, I have moved on, but it seems like he hasn't. He says, "No." By the he's, way, it's he's still in the trenches. There's dragons in it. Move on. Wow, that's what he said. Oh, so man. he's a little salty. I think well, he should just do the uh, Amelia Clark approach and just be like a little awkward about it. <laughs> There's some interviews where she like clearly knows that it's bad even before it came out, but won't admit it. Yeah. Um, Speak, speaking of Amelia Clark, can I go on a quick tangent? Sure, sure. I think, she's gonna show up, I think she's going to show up in Book of Boba Fett. Okay. I mean, because I like that. I, I don't think you cast a person like that in a movie to use her once. Yeah, well, a hundred percent with you. Well, I mean, I guess I guess you could, but they wanted to use her more. I'm sure they didn't know. Oh, that well, yeah. Flop. I mean, like they they. They were going to do more with that solo stuff because I mean it it set up so much to to tell and I think with her being so big in the comics right now, I think she's going to be make the jump into the onto the Disney Plus show. Well, what do you guys do? You think there's going to be a the child level surprise in this first episode? Yes, um, I think there could be. I think there could be. They've, they've only be? shown the the promos they've they've shown all the trailers that we've seen is the first fifteen minutes of the first episode, according to Robert Rodriguez, right? Yep, that's interesting. That's I'm like, what is it? I could I can't fathom as not a huge fan what it could be, but I don't think Amelia Clark's like would be the same. No, she's no, she's not. No, that's not the same pop as like a as a baby Yoda. But like, 
It'll be pretty know. close, though. I think it'll get the no, fans. No way. If she shows up, yeah, if she shows up, I think the fans will be super duper excited. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, right. No, but Dylan's talking about like Baby Yoda is universally recognizable if you watch movies. You know what I mean? Kira from Solo. There's a cultural reset. Right. Like my, my girlfriend's mother good, knows yeah. who that is and has never seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like she knows like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know who this is, but I need Baby Yoda stuff for my, you know, niece for whatever. You know what I mean? Like she's looking for Baby Yoda stuff. Doesn't, I have no, no idea. You can't, you, can't, you can't top that. So I don't know what they could do. You I mean, top I, it, but you could do something. I feel like the closest like, thing like pull the, something out at the end of Mando two. You had Luke come back, which is a big cool moment. Like, mm-hmm. so are we going to get like a, a major, a major character? Do you think? I think Mando's going to show up in this. You think so? Yeah, he's going to show up for an episode or two, maybe. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think he's been confirmed to be in at least one or two episodes. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it'll be cool if he comes back because it'll. It'll give us more connective tissue between everything that we've seen, which they're tying in stuff really well over there too. So maybe they'll yeah. have a baby Jar Jar. Oh my god, that'd be cute. I mean, you know, I'll, like I'll reach to the screen and strangle you, buddy. <laughs> to eyes. be fair, to be fair though, like uh, Lucasfilm has done a very good job of like keeping people happy lately, like with their TV True. stuff, like keeping people happy, keeping secrets, and doing good stuff. Film. That's a whole other story, but their but their TV stuff, awesome. Yeah, you you still need to watch the animated stuff, man. You're missing so much I, good content. I I I I'm not going to anytime soon. I I'm not I'm not I'm telling you. I, I I just there's so much other stuff that I care about more that I have a you know. I I just I mean, I'm not going to do it. I like, get anytime it anytime soon. Could, you could, but the cool thing about those shows is they're half hour, like they're 20 minutes. I know, shows. I know. So it's a lot. It's a good lunch break show. You could eat them up pretty quick. Right, right. But anyway, I think Dylan, that's, that's it for your news. Okay, let me let me hit mine real quick. Um, I don't have too much this week. Um, so we're gonna do um we have no gaming news this week. Again, going through all this stuff, going through all these news articles for a week. You know, I compile these things not just the day before, you know, I'm going through it trying to find stuff, but all every article you're gonna come across is like you know, because if you know, my articles are usually I got wrestling, took over video game from Ron, horror movies, genre stuff, whatever. Uh, it's all like the best matches of the year. Uh, you know, uh, the, here's the 20 best horror films to stream this year, you know, this holiday season. You know, they're very yeah. lazy articles, as Dylan was saying. But um, okay, so I, I'm going to cross over. I have a comics and wrestling piece of news here. Um, AEW star Nyla Rose um, is going to be co-writing a new X-Men comic. Um, Yes. So she's going to be writing, co-writing giant size X-Men Thunderbird number one. Um, So I don't know. um, Cause she is um, also uh, native American. So I think that's part of it there. Yeah. Super cool. Um, And Nyla Rose actually just had a super awesome moment. Uh, uh, we'll say on Dynamite this past week. Dynamite is their live show. Um, if you don't know, Nyla Rose is trans and was in the semi-main event of of the event. And there was a guy with a very inappropriate sign in the third row on the hard camera, just holding it up the whole time. And you know, and wait, and, even and, I heard about this. Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Right. So yeah, and and. Being, I, I'm amazed at the strength of looking at the guy, looking at his sign, flipping him off and going back to work. 
meanwhile, her wife is on Twitter tagging security, like and getting the guy thrown out, which I love. And you know the and you see the guy like sweating bullets because he takes off his hoodie, puts out a hat, puts a hat on, tries to not get ejected, and gets thrown out. So you know you love to see it. But I saw <laughs> I saw discourse on Twitter from people who were like, imagine if we threw out every fan who was trash talking the wrestlers and stuff like that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I know. It's like that's not the same. Right. It's different. Yeah, it, it's like there's a difference between saying I hate Nyla Rose to misgendering her uh, on a sign. Leave. We yeah. don't want you in the fandom. You can go home. Um, Absolutely. So and then coupled with that, the next day she got to announce that uh, she's co-writing this comic book. Now, I will say wrestlers don't have a great track record of writing comics. Uh, <laughs> shout out to CM Punk. It's your boy. Um, <laughs> didn't Batista write something, too? Maybe I'm just confused. I don't think he did. He wrote a Drax I thing. Get, I, think I don't he, think he can do that. Well, CM Punk wrote, wrote a Drax thing. Um, uh, I want to say Batista wrote something too. Uh, I'm sure he. I'm sure he spoke a sentence to somebody and then got a writing credit. Um, but Nyla Rose is a giant dork and tweets about video games and comics and stuff all the time regularly. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully, that is. Uh, they just brought Thunderbird back in last week in Trial Magneto number five. Yes, exactly. Now, now they can resurrect like any mutant ever, like even from the past before they had their like backup. So right. they, were, they were able to bring Thunderbird back. It's pretty interesting. Huh. So yeah, she's uh, co-writing it with David Cutler. Um, so that is coming soon. Um, and then, or soonish, probably pretty soon because comic news is always right around the corner. Yeah. Um, then my other piece of wrestling news is um, Sting. Dylan, you know Sting? The professional yes. wrestler Sting? He's been called out on Twitter by Rain Wilson. Why? Uh, he challenged him to a fight. <laughs> um, Rain Wilson tweeted, someday I will wrestle Sting and I will win. You can bet on it. And Sting retweeted it and commented about it so i'm saying at this point we need to book it let's go uh, what is rain wilson trying to promote i have no idea i don't I, I didn't even know he liked wrestling okay and i you know i if you're a big time wrestling fan you if you like a niche hobby like that you'd end up getting clued into which celebrities like your weird niche hobby you know it's mm-hmm. like oh man did you know getty lee from rush collects stamps i love stamps <laughs> You know what I mean? Phil Collins is a huge Texas history buff. Right. Something like that. Um, it's like, you know, I know which celebrities like wrestling. I had no idea that Rain Wilson is a big fan. So, you know, excited to see Rain Wilson show up on AEW. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, count on it. Okay. Um, that, 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 that's it. That's such a dumb headline. It's a, right? It's like The that's Office. A 2000, that's like a 2009 headline. The Office US star calls out AEW legend Sting. <laughs> What? Um, I mean, I saw it on Twitter, and then I forgot about it, and then the article popped up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. And then all and all of wrestling Twitter was sort of also then calling out Sting because of that. Um, but anyway, we have uh, so uh, Brian Fuller of uh, Hannibal fame and Pushing Daisies um, has uh, going into some more detail about his next project, which we have known is um, an adaptation of Christine, the Stephen King novel. Um, so we've, we've known about it for a while, but we didn't know much about it. He did appear on the King cast this week, um, to talk about, um, 
some other stuff, but he also talks a little bit about Christine. And he said, um, the status of it is the script is done. It is in Stephen King's hands waiting for notes. Um, oh. He said, uh, let's see, where is it here? Um, he continued, I feel like it's a very faithful adaptation to the book. Uh, and the book, it was in front of me the entire time I was writing the script. Even when there have been minor departures from the um, nearly 600 page book into a 100 page script, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, because initially I wrote a 122 page script and Blum, Blumhouse was like, get it out of hundred. And I was like, I will rise to that challenge. It was a lot of fun. I think I made, I think it made a better script, a tighter script. And I hopefully uh, Stephen King will see um, how fidelitous it is uh, as an ad- adaptation and sign off. And then we will move forward. He also said that um, uh, he, I love the Carpenter film because John Carpenter uh, did, did the old one. Um, I don't think it's, it owes a lot of to James Brolin movies, the car in terms of it's just an evil car. It just does what evil cars do, which is run over people or taunt them at cemeteries or drive over the house while they're on the phone. There's mm-hmm. so many layers in the book. I don't know if y'all have ever read Christine, but Christine is not really like the movie. Um, uh, he, he says, I feel like Carpenter's movie is a cookie. Stephen King's book is a tiramisu it has more <laughs> layers of cream and chocolate and cakey goodness. The cookie's still delicious, but it's a different kind of dessert, dessert experience. Um, so there's a lot to listen to in this interview. Um, if that's up your alley, they also go into the talisman, which is a really great Stephen King novel, but anyway, so I'm excited for that. I think Brian Fuller does great content. Um, love, love Hannibal. And I like pushing daisies fine. Um, what about, what about you two? I'm excited for a Blumhouse, Christine. Yes. I think that's a good, that's a great property for Blumhouse. Yeah, he also said it's going to be uh, a lot hornier than the <laughs> the uh, the movie because the book is pretty uh, sexy. I'll say so it's going to be like uh, Teton. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, speaking of speaking of, <laughs> so sorry, my, Dylan, I wound him up. My next story. My next story. The Oscar shortlist is out. <laughs> no time to die and Dune seem to lead the pack here. However. Francis Palm Dior winner was snubbed. I told you. They submitted it for I best picture. I tried to warn you. It doesn't look wait, like a... Wait, so Lamb? No, Lamb? No. Titan. What are you talking about? No, Titan. Oh, sorry. Uh, the best film of 2021. Gotcha. Uh, is looking like it's not... France submitted it for best best picture uh, or best international feature film. And it doesn't look like does not look like it's going to actually no I'm sorry they didn't do international they did they put it in, in best picture wow uh and it's it, very competitive so yeah it doesn't look like it's gonna make the cut which is unfortunate it did win the that's, palm d'or uh that's and nuts I and the article uh I was reading I was I read a couple articles about the snub uh and you know everybody seems to say that this is kind of expected because the movie is pretty mm-hmm. out there <laughs> and while the quality is astounding, it is definitely not for everyone. And as I have made very clear on this podcast, Titan is my favorite movie of 2021. And I will hear no arguments to, to the contrary. It is phenomenal. Um, however, it is definitely not for everyone. Um, it is I don't out think now anyone on saw it. No, they didn't. It was so me, Monica, they... and one dude in the theater. I think that's the problem is that they just don't know because it hasn't won any stateside like critics choice awards anything there's right. like a whole award season and like you can tell what's going to get nominated for an oscar right. at this point pretty much um mm-hmm. with like a couple wild cards but like it hasn't gotten I mean, anything really Chitang so. got one huge one 
and that's you know that's it um yeah not yeah just not here but i don't think they campaigned they really like you're supposed to like you're supposed to send screeners out to everyone be like hey watch this Mm -hmm. you sent out a screener of titan they should have i mean i know know. supposed to do but can you imagine that just goes out to everybody in the academy yeah i know you haven't seen it yet dylan but like (laughs) that it's i can't imagine your average person not knowing what they're getting they pop the dvd and or the blu-ray and then they like oh my gosh what they turn it off i mean half the people walked out at at con (laughs) so you know um but anyway uh so that that is that is unfortunate news uh but you know we still we still stand this movie here um go see it it is available to stream uh there is no physical release yet but it is available to buy or rent digitally um speaking of other movies that we liked quite a bit Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho has an at-home release now. Um, it is going to be on digital January 4th and home video on the 14th of January. And it's got ha- it does have a really nice steel book coming out um, if you're into that sort of thing. And if you did not get to see this movie, 100% worth it. Um, I believe on our review for this one, we said that this is a movie that you could skip the theater experience for. Like if you're nervous about theaters, which right now you should be. Mm-hmm. Um Things are getting bad out there. Um, this is a good movie to watch at home. And it's go back, I don't know, a couple months and listen to our review on this. Uh, I think we all pretty much liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. So January 4th, that's next week. So there is that. And then I have two trailers, two trailers. We have one for Lamb's own New Member Pace is going to star in uh, You Won't Be Alone coming out April 1st. Uh, in the directorial debut from Goran Stalevsky, um, who is Australian, he directed uh, some short move, some short that won some awards. But this is a trailer about a first of all, Dylan, did you watch this trailer? Did. did Matt? I'm sure I don't think you saw it. What is it? Uh, okay, you won't be alone. You won't it's be got, alone. Okay, no, okay, so it's a movie about a witch that kidnaps a little girl uh makes her become a witch and then this is and that is new pace and then um goes the then this as an adult she goes into this town meets some uh, meets somebody accidentally kills them shape shifts into them and lives their life as them learning about humans um huh. it looks awesome to me i watched this yeah. trailer and this looks stunning and i love new pace i think she's fantastic and she can mm-hmm. really just do no wrong in terms of acting. Um, this go go look up this trailer. It looks I don't want to say the witch, you know, it's not like the witch, but it looks like uh, you know, like um it definitely has A24 energy, you know. But it looks it's like not. it might be like a little heartwarming as well. I'm not it does. sure. <laughs> it does, it might it might it, it's like gonna be like lamb. It lamb's, looks yeah. like lamb, it lamb, looks like lamb already. Lamb's lamb's got like uh lamb's got a lot of heart. Yeah, <laughs> that's so much art. This doesn't look as like sinister as the witch, you know. No, um, I think this is going to be really, really good and surprise a lot of people. It's going to debut in Sundance uh, at, at Sundance in January, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll get a little bit more out of it then, and I'll, I'll keep you updated as to the people's opinions. Um, but yeah, that's coming out April first. Uh, yeah, I've got the trailer going on right now with the sound off, and yeah. It, it, looks, it's, it looks really pretty too. It, it, looks, it does look nice to look at. 
Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I'm into it. Uh, and again, like I said, Numi Rapace really can do no wrong. It, it stars a bunch of other people that I've never heard of. So as mm-hmm. is with every other Numi Rapace movie. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the last trailer we got this week is for The Northman, um, the new Robert Eggers movie. From, we stand. Uh, we do stand. Um, did you watch this? Uh, I know Dylan saw it, but Matt, did you see this trailer? No, the Northman. The Northman, one word. Um, huh. From the director of the Lighthouse, Robert Eggers, and the Witch, huh. and the Witch. Yes, of course. Oh, the witch. Okay, okay, okay. Because we're just talking, and this is a uh, Viking epic, as they're calling it. But I think that's a little too broad of a description for what this trailer looks like. It has Bjork in it. <laughs> and okay. i love bjork sign me up for that it's got um alexander skarsgård um nicole kidman right yeah oh yeah nicole kidman is in this movie it's um, a weird weird cast yeah what's what's the what's the plot here what do they what do they say it is um do i have that ready i don't um it's coming out next year sometime um from acclaimed director Robert Eggers, The Northman is an, uh, is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince to go will seek justice for his murdered father. Um, it looks beautiful. It does. It looks stunningly beautiful. Um, I like The Lighthouse. Like I, I still don't really know how I feel about The Lighthouse. Like I saw it the once in the theater. I think that's mm-hmm. probably enough. I'd like to see it again. But yeah, it looks good. really good. Yeah. It looks real nice. Um, this one looks more commercial for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. You mean? <laughs> well, never mind. I'll, we'll leave the details of the lighthouse uh, there. If you want to go see the lighthouse, go. You should probably go see it if you're into Kino. Go see it. But mm-hmm. the monster. I mean, yeah. But this one uh, has but, Anya Taylor Joy, Willem Dafoe, the Scars Guard. It looks and it's kind of like actiony a little bit. I don't know. Yes. It look, I've got yeah, that trailer playing too now. Yeah, this this one looks really really nice. Um, very visually stunning. But mm-hmm. uh, what else has Eggers done? Or was Lighthouse his only? Oh, other than The Witch, was it, that's Those it? Are the right? only two that I know of. I'm sure the there's only, others. The only two that like are to to speak of, right? But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, with his major releases, he's batting a thousand. I don't love The Lighthouse, but like I yeah I I, I stand it. Like I'm I'm about it. Like I'm glad it's out there. Um, right. I'm, you know, like, uh, okay, no, everything else he did is a is a short. So he did The Witch, The Lighthouse, and this, which is coming out next year. So go check out the trailer for this. It looks really, really good. Um, we're getting into that season right now where we're not getting a lot of trailers. Yeah, you know, that's the sad um, part of the end of the year. Right. So um, that'll start ramping up here in a couple of weeks. We'll start to get some more stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. I know John Wick got its uh, release date moved. Uh, and that might happen with some of these other things that are on our slate for yeah. coming up. Um, I swear, I swear, I know, dude. No, Top Gun has to happen. No, Top Gun's coming out. No, Top Gun's won't let it. If it gets pushed again, I might find try to find a way to cryogenically freeze myself until <laughs> after it comes out. Can you just write him a letter and just be like, Look, yeah. sir, I'm dying? <laughs> yeah, dying to yeah. see it. <laughs> I'm dying to feel the need it's like, for speed it's again. like Stephen King tells that story about the lady who was dying and wrote him a letter to try to find out what happened to the end of the dark tower. It's like, I feel really bad, but I don't know. <laughs> when is Top Gun coming out now? When is it supposed to? Uh, it's going to be May. It's going to be the week I'm in California. Oh, that's right. Ooh. But you're, but you're seeing it in California. 
Yeah, so I'm going to try to find uh, an IMAX or a Dolby, anywhere close. I'm May 27th. To, yeah, May 27th. It's going to be – it's that weekend of celebration. Right. Um, I'm probably going to try to find a way to bring my Top Gun costume with me to celebration. Oh, man. Well, you're driving. You can bring whatever you well, want. Yeah, I'm driving it, so it's not going to be too hard to do. But All right. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think I think that's it. That's all we got. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Matt, thank you for for stopping by. We always oh. have like having you having you on, buddy. Oh, it's it's Thanks, no Matt. problem, man. I, lo- I love doing this with you guys. Yeah, I, me too. I would love me to, too. I would love to keep doing it. So. Yeah. Well, we, we we this won't be the last time. All right, sure. man. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. This is Matt. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.